We're going off the leash. Let's take her out. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot her stroller. Her stroller? And there's a new girl in town. We're like the Gilmore Girls, but with bigger boobs. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, February 24th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Watch out, Taylor Swift, Olivia Rodrigo, and Justin Bieber. A new bop may have just emerged as the biggest song of 2021 from a new artist. And this might be a good time to issue a spoiler alert about WandaVision. Disney has released the song Agatha All Along. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. Which series star Katherine Hahn sang a portion of in the latest episode of the Marvel TV series. Hahn performed the song, which is available on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify, after it was revealed that her character, the nosy neighbor Agnes, is actually a witch named Agatha Harkness. Fox has unmasked some details about the upcoming fifth season of The Masked Singer. For the first time, the competition will feature wildcard rounds, where new masked celebrities will be introduced at the end of an episode, and they'll have a chance to unseat another contestant. The new season will feature 10 regular contestants competing in two groups of five. Kim Jong, Jenny McCarthy Wahlberg, Nicole Scherzinger, and Robin Thicke are all back as celebrity panelists. Nick Cannon also returns as host, but while he recovers from COVID-19, Nisi Nash will fill in. The new season debuts March 10th. For other news, reviews, interviews, and much more, head over to EW.com. Now let's get into today's picks. Calling all dog lovers. We found your next binge with our number three pick, Canine Intervention. The new Netflix series follows Oakland dog trainer Josh Leverett, who runs one of the top dog training facilities in California, Cali Canine. Josh works with all breeds. He's never turned a dog away, and he can correct even the most extreme behavior problems. In each episode, he works with a variety of dogs and their owners to fix their obedience and behavior issues with unique methods and techniques. Here's a preview. When you get out of your car, training starts. When you wake up in the morning, training starts. So in our system, you're always training. The dog has to learn how to adapt to this person, but the person has to learn how to adapt to this dog as well. When you have a dog in drive, the dog needs to be able to turn it off. Ah! Ah! The boy. This is one of the best things that could ever happen, happen to, to us. us yeah. It's never the dog's fault. You're it's right. always human error. If Josh can help me get these babies at home, my life will change. Changing that dog's life, changing that human's life, and creating harmony. This is my life's work. Uh, I'm so sorry you can't see all the dogs in that trailer, but not to worry. You can stream Canine Intervention on Netflix right now. Number two. Today's number two pick is For Life, which wraps up its second season tonight with the culmination of Aaron's fight against police brutality. In the finale, Aaron and his team head to court to prosecute the officer who killed his client, Andy Josiah, an innocent, unarmed black man. It's going to be their toughest trial yet and a powerful conclusion to a vital storyline. EW's Chancellor Agar joins me now to discuss the season and what to expect in this finale. Hey, Chance, how are you? 
I'm good. Good. Well, thanks for joining us to talk about this. In a nutshell, uh, I'd love it if you could tell everyone who hasn't watched this series what it's all about. Well, um, loosely inspired by um, the true story of Isaac Wright Jr., this man who was falsely uh, in prison for a crime he didn't commit and became a lawyer while in jail in order to free himself. Um, this show takes that sort of basic outline and turns into a TV show about this character named Aaron Wallace, who was imprisoned for a drug crime he didn't commit. And while in prison, he got his law degree and started def- and started uh, sort of defending his fellow inmates in cases that happened in prison, while also fighting to clear his name and eventually get out of prison. Um, and the show sort of split its time between following his time on the inside while also catching up with his family, because when he was in prison, he had a wife and daughter who just for nine years had to sort of just mm-hmm. m- move forward with their life while trying to maintain some measure of relationship with the father and husband that was behind bars. And so, yeah, that's what the first season was about. And coming into the second season, spoiler alert, he does free himself. And so the Mm -hmm. second season is very much about uh, following him as he adjusts back to life on the outside and continues to practice law and fight cases that sort of mean a lot to him. Mm-hmm. And I want to expand on that a little bit more because uh, Aaron, who's uh, played by Nicholas Pinnock here, uh, you kind of touched on, you know, getting out of prison. He's been in there for several years. What kind of challenges does that present to him? Uh, never mind, you know, all of this this legal work that he's doing. I mean, one, again, like, while he was in prison, his wife uh, sort of fell in love with someone else and started seeing someone else and living with someone else. And so when he comes out, like he and his wife get back together because um, she and the man separate. Um but like it's still sort of they're both still hurt by the time they lost together. So it's, it takes a while for him to feel comfortable back in the home. It takes a while for her to feel comfortable with having him back in the home. Plus, it's he's not only sort of trying to figure out how to become a husband again, but also how to become a father again. Um, not only because he has a teenage daughter, but not even that. Also, how to become a grandfather again because his daughter had a recently had a baby with her with her high school boyfriend as well. And so it's just all these things that he's sort of getting used to and adding the thing that makes it hard for him. Too, is the fact that he's also on probation, so he has this probation officer checking up on him, ensure things are a bit better on the outside. Uh, on the outside, things aren't actively working against him as much, but the system is still active, still working against him to an extent. Again, with the probation he's on and just uh, some of the added hoops he has to jump through to do his job as a lawyer. Um, once on the outside, he sort of. Um, he receives a grant from this rich benefactor who allows him to basically pick up pro bono cases and go after them as much as he wants to for offer cases that mean a lot to him that sort of touch on social justice issues um and yeah. Yeah. Well, and this season, uh, there's been kind of uh, another big overarching storyline. Uh, one of these uh, cases he's uh, taken on, as, as I already mentioned, uh, the the officer who uh, killed his client uh, is on trial. So tell us, tease what you can uh, about how that all, uh, you know, culminates in, in tonight's finale. Yeah, um, I guess I'll set up too by just saying like the back half of the season has very much been a, been set in a COVID world. People are wearing masks, social distancing to an extent that's possible on television. It's awkward sometimes; don't always work. But anyway, and also on top of that, because I mean the show was very much engaged in social justice, the show felt compelled to also do something about police brutality, and uh, inspired by not only just the uh, not only just what happened this summer with the Black Lives Matter movement, but just the years of racial injustice in this country. Um, all that being said, Aaron takes on a case that is far too similar to headlines we constantly we've seen we see all the time. A uh, black man was pulled over, pulled over by the cops. 
and uh, basically for drive for draft for for, for drive while black and ended up being shot. And so um, and so uh, Aaron is assigned. Um, he 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 doesn't he he doesn't necessarily represent his client. Well, it was his client to an extent, but then after his client dies, uh, the New York Attorney General. Um, in order to sort of cover his butt and do something about this without doing too much about it, he assigns Aaron Wallace to be a special prosecutor to go after the cops. And so this final episode is about sort of that trial and uh, the outcome of this case and whether or not the cops responsible for this man's death will be held accountable or not. Yeah, well, uh, so everyone's then going to have to tune in to see how that plays out because we aren't going to say here. Uh, The For Life season finale begins at 10 o'clock tonight on ABC. Thanks so much, Chance. Thank you. All February, we are celebrating black performers and artistry for Black History Month with binge recommendations, as well as picks from EW staff, stars, and filmmakers. Today, we have some recommendations from To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You star Jordan Fisher, who recently spoke to EW for our Celebrating Black Art video series. And he answered the question, what you watching? Uh, what show am I watching and loving right now? Uh, I'm a nerd, man. The Mandalorian, I just finished binging. I uh, finally watched all of that. WandaVision is really great, both on Disney+. Plus. Um, we haven't started The Queen's Gambit yet. Uh, we just watched The Righteous Gemstones, I think coming from the South and, and the Bible Belt and everything. It was a very funny one to watch. Danny McBride is a genius. Um, yeah, there are a handful. I, I watch a lot of anime as well. So I'm watching Tower of God, I'm watching God of High School, I'm watching... Uh, waiting anxiously for the next season of Demon Slayer to come out, Jujutsu Kaisen. It's, so yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> like, if I'm watching TV, it's probably most of the time going to be anime. Some good picks there, and not just for nerds. You can check out more from our interview with Fisher over on Twitter. Our number one pick is coming up, but first, a quick break, and... Trivia! It's trivia time! Today's question is about Jordan Fisher. The actor is also known for his musical career and performed a song for the end credits of what Disney animated film? Zootopia, Moana, or Frozen 2? Stick around for the answer. What to Watch will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce season five of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. And now pour a glass of Cabernet for our number one pick, Jenny and Georgia. This Netflix drama explores the unique mother-daughter relationship between angsty and awkward 15-year-old Jenny Miller and her 30-year-old mom, Georgia. After years of running around, Georgia is eager to put down roots in picturesque New England and give her family a normal life. 
but it's not quite that easy. Try as she might, Georgia can't fully outrun her checkered past, and she keeps dangerous secrets from Jenny and her half-brother Austin as her daughter tries to meet boys, make friends, and enjoy a relatively normal teenage life. The heart of the show, though, is the complicated relationship between Jenny and her mom. Stars Antonia Gentry and Brianne Howie, Jenny and Georgia respectively, recently spoke to EW's Ruth Kinane about that relationship and how it drives the show. Yeah, it's a mother-daughter coming-of-age story, and they're both coming of age at the same time, which keeps it really interesting. Jenny isn't the only one with some growing up to do. Mm-hmm. And they definitely butt heads, you know, they they fall apart, put themselves back together. But they're navigating all the complexities of life and the complexities of being a woman and trying to figure it out in this new town, new love interests, their finances. There's a lot going on. The show takes such a fun spin on every single um, expectation that you would have for a (laughs) typical mother-daughter relationship, a typical female uh, storyline. And it just takes all of those things and turns it on its head. And it's really, really unpredictable and surprising along the way. Unpredictable is a good way of putting it. Get ready for some upended tropes and plenty of twists and turns. You can meet Jenny and Georgia on Netflix now. And now the answer to today's trivia question. Jordan Fisher performed a song for the end credits of what Disney animated film? Zootopia, Moana, or Frozen 2? Here's a hint. Fisher also appeared on stage in a musical penned by the song's writer. Yes, the answer is Moana, and the writer in question is Lin-Manuel Miranda. Fisher sang a version of You're Welcome featuring Miranda for Moana's credits and also played John Lawrence slash Philip in the Broadway production of Hamilton from 2016 to 2017. That is our show for today. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow. Be sure to rate and review the show, and of course, follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW, and I'm at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.